0: to Aiming for the Moon. I am Taylor Bledsoe. And I'm Maddie Henry. And on this podcast, we're interviewing interesting people from a teenage perspective. That's right. And today, we will be interviewing Miss Amy Hoppert, who is the program officer at Winrock International. So here's the interview. Welcome Ms. Hopper to the podcast. So you are the program officer at the Winrock International and one of the things you work on is the iFund program. So could you tell us a little bit about um, what Winrock International is and how you got involved with them?
1: Mm-hmm. I will be happy to and thanks for having me on the podcast today. I'm excited to be here. Um, I know I'm in great company with Chris Jones and Steve Rice who I work with uh, pretty frequently so I'm I appreciate y'all having me on today.
0: Oh Yes, Um, thanks so much for coming.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I do work at Winrock International. We are kind of a legacy organization of Governor Winthrop Rockefeller. And there are several organizations that he started, Winrock being one of them. And the majority of the work that we do is overseas. So we do things like counter human trafficking, we work on climate change initiatives, Um, but we also have a small team that works in the United States, and that's the team I'm on, and part of the group works on community development, so making Arkansas communities better places for people to live, Um, and then the other group works on entrepreneurship, and the iFund falls into the entrepreneurship category. And if you'd like, I can tell you just a little bit about it in a nutshell, if that's helpful.
0: Sure, yes, that was actually our next question. What is the iFund?
1: Yes, I would be happy to share that. The iFund is a program for people who live in Arkansas and the Mississippi Delta, which basically runs from Cape Girardeau, Missouri, all the way down to New Orleans, so along the Mississippi River. Anyone who has an innovative idea for a business can apply for the program and four times a year we take 10 companies or teams most of the time they haven't even started a company yet and we teach them how to talk to their future customers so if you have say a new pillow that stays cool all night long for people then you want to go talk to people who sleep right so basically anyone And try to get them to tell you in their own words that they get really hot at night and need a solution. So the goal is to not build something that no one wants to buy.
0: So it's basically the iFund helps um, starting entrepreneurs and people get ready to go and start their own business and talk and get connected with their customers.
1: Right. But sometimes people find out that nobody or not enough people want to buy their product. And so they end up totally scrapping that idea and then they can go build something that matters.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. So our next question is, what qualifies businesses for the iFund?
1: It's pretty funny because there are not a lot of qualifications. You basically just need to live in Arkansas, and the idea that you apply to the program with needs to be something that doesn't already have a proven market. So to kind of give you an example if someone wants to start like say a clothing boutique there are plenty of those all over the country right we know that they generally have people that will come in and buy unless you've got hideous clothing it's probably going to work right so we're really focused on the stuff that we don't know if it's going to work so that's kind of it live in Arkansas have an idea that's innovative
0: that's really cool that's awesome hmm that is so. Are you guys basically the adult version of the Yes competition, which is yes?
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. So I've done. I've been a judge for the Yes competition um, and have worked with Arkansas Capital Corporation on several initiatives. So I think it's a great program. And yes, it is very similar to that in that, you know, you come up with a business idea, you pitch the business idea to the iFund to see if you can be in the program. And then if you're accepted, then you get to be a part of the program. So very similar. Um, But usually people don't build their actual product until a little bit later into the 12-week program. So really they're focused on do customers have a problem that's worth solving and they focus on that for maybe like four to eight weeks, and then once they they've decided, okay, customers definitely are saying that they they need something to solve this. Let's go ahead and build that prototype so it's less about just going and selling and more more kind of
0: like learning along the way so that's really interesting that is so what were you since our podcast is kind of geared more toward teenagers, what were you like as a teenager?
1: Mm. so I Cared a lot about school. Um, I always had straight A's, which did not carry through to college, I will say. I got some B's in college, but I, I let that go. I was okay with that. Um, so I worked really hard in high school and was pretty involved on, like on school in school activities. I was president of the Rotary Club for a couple of years in high school, and I played soccer. Soccer was my, like, what I spent most of my time doing outside of school. Um, I'm retired now. I tore my ACL as an adult and decided that I was pretty much finished with soccer because that was a tough surgery to get over. And really disappointing to do that as an adult uh, when I spent my whole life with great knees, you know? Um, What else did I like to do as a teenager? Um, I'm really goofy, so I like to let let that shine, and I've gotten even more comfortable in my own skin as an adult, you know, just being myself and sometimes I wish I would have had that as a teenager, but I think everyone feels that way when they're growing up. like you have to kind of walk on eggshells depending on who you're around and um try to impress them, but I don't really do that anymore, so that's fun. So you're that's great. a fun thing about adulthood, right.
0: Definitely. So, <laughs> yeah. So you're more of who you are now than, uh, you're more of like, I'm going to be who I am than walking on eggshells like you were in as a teenager.
1: Yeah. I think so. I think there's a lot less pressure. And I mean, as a teenager, you don't really get to choose who you spend your time with every day. But as an adult, you do. I mean, you get to choose your friends um, and who you hang around with. And so obviously, I think it's good to hang out with people who are different than you, but also, not people you feel like you can't be
0: yourself with. So I'm curious, um, what did you want to be originally as a teenager? Like, did you want to have a specific job?
1: I went through a lot of changes, or not changes, but I changed my mind a ton growing up. Um, My family has a lot of attorneys in it. And so I kind of thought maybe I'll do that. Um, And so that was it for a while. And then... I started really liking Spanish classes and I studied abroad in Mexico when I was in college. And so, you know, I wanted to do something around language. And then I started taking chemistry and I thought maybe I'll go be a doctor. And then I realized that I was not, I wasn't getting as good of grades in my chemistry and organic chemistry and physics classes as I did. In other places, so then I switched to business um as my major in college, and it made a lot of sense for me um, i love obviously I love teaching entrepreneurs, but I do kind of have an entrepreneurial spirit myself, and so um kind of have have really found my calling in that and then I'll tell you even after I graduated college i was doing I was working in like big companies in finance um working with a lot of numbers and I learned a lot, but I was still not where I was supposed to be. And so then I made a career change about four years ago to start working in nonprofit where I can really see an impact to what I'm doing. And it makes way more sense for me now. Um, I love what I do and it took a long time to get there. And I think that's okay. I mean, I think you kind of have to um, just stick your toes in a different different pools of careers and and figure out what works for you but recognizing that you can't get stuck right it's important to always be a lifelong learner for your own fulfillment
0: that's that's awesome so basically you had you had your toes in a lot of different fish ponds or fish roads whatever the saying is and you finally decided I want to go into business yes Hmm. that's really yeah. cool So Mm -hmm. these are the last two questions that we ask all of our guests. So the first one is, what books have had an impact on you, and why?
1: I would say um, most recent, actually, yeah, most recently I read *The Warmth of Other Sons* S-U-N-S by Isabel. Oh, I think it's Wilkerson. Let me look. Yeah, Wilkerson, and it talks about four different personal stories of. Um, people from the black community whose ancestors had migrated to the north um, basically during Jim Crow. So I don't know if you all know this, but millions of people migrated across the United States because conditions were so bad in the south. And so that changed the makeup of our uh, communities and the country as a whole. And there's a lot of really good stories in there as well as helping to understand like what shaped our communities. So that one I really like. Um, I really like the death and life of great American Cities by Jane Jacobs. And I like that one because it talks about community development, like what makes communities tick. Like when you go to downtown El Dorado and the the changes that they've made in their city that make it a fun place to be. Why is that? Why do we feel that way about the city? Um, and that one's really cool, just to learn about like why people live where they live and why they choose that, and how you can make your own city a better place and then I would say, um in high school, I read "How to Win Friends and Influence People" by Dale Carnegie, and um, that's a really quick read and I, I think it's really helpful in just business deals and making friends and um, just really understanding what makes people likable and, and you want to be friends with them.
0: So it sounds like really great books.
1: Yeah, they
0: are. So before we go to the last question, um, I was wondering, do you know of any qualities that make good entrepreneurs that maybe our listeners could apply?
1: Yes, definitely. I would say that a lot of times people focus on getting the best idea and, um, it's, it's, Obviously, the idea is important, but really it's the entrepreneur. So having grit and drive and being able to work well with people and put a good team together, those almost take precedent over being the smartest person in the room and having the best idea. Because if you have a great idea and you can't execute it on on it, then it's worthless. So really just building a foundation of knowing how to talk to people, reading things like how to influence uh, people and win friends, win friends and influence people. Um, Those are the kind of things that help you become a good entrepreneur, I think.
0: So basically, so basically, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. It's more about you can do your idea that you that you came up with.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, because you can always hire people who are smarter than you to help bring you bring it along, right? Like There's people that have talent out there. They're always going to be people better than you at certain things. But if you can get along well with people and work well together, then I think that makes a great entrepreneur.
0: Awesome. So for our last question, um, what advice would you have for teenagers?
1: I think uh, very much along those lines, I've learned that, you know, even... Yeah. okay, I made straight A's in high school, but didn't quite do that in college and recognize there was always going to be people who were smarter than me and knew more. Um, And I was always comparing myself to them. But I found that just being a kind person and genuinely being interested in other people will get you so much further than knowing everything there is to know about your job or school. You know, for instance, going in and talking to a teacher and really really wanting to understand why you got a particular grade you did and how you can do better will get you so much further than, you know, just throwing it up in the air and saying, like, I can't believe you gave me a grade like that. They will help you do better as long as you're genuinely interested in learning. So just taking a genuine interest. That's my my recommendation.
0: So be genuinely interested in what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. And other people.
0: All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on our podcast. It's been great to have you on, Ms. Hoffer.
1: I am glad to be here, and it was great to meet you both. I think you're doing awesome things by having a podcast at this age. I don't even have one yet, so I'm looking up to you all, um, and it's been great to spend some time
0: with y'all. Well, thanks so much. That was such a great interview it was so captivating and entertaining like I know we've interviewed so many entrepreneurs but I feel like every time they have such drive and passion and, and their advice is so diverse yet so like similar but it's so empowering and inspiring it makes you rethink like everything and I love just I love entrepreneurs and love listening to them. Yeah, um, to your point, what makes it so diverse is that um, to be an entrepreneur is more of a tag. You're usually an expert in something else. So you're a scientist or you're a historian or you're a journalist, but you have your own company. So that's your company usually dives into what your expertise is in. So I thought that was really interesting. Definitely. And yeah, so the other thing was she's the program officer at WinRock International. Basically, Windrock International, what she said was, it deals with human trafficking, abuse, just basically trying to make the world a better place. And that's an awesome cause, I think. Oh, definitely. Those are definitely things that we need people dealing with. Yeah. And so she added more advice about entrepreneurship. It takes grit, not just brains. Like, you can always hire a brainy person, but you can't hire someone to do your grit for you. By the way, if you don't know what grit means... It basically means that you're a hard worker and you stick to your dreams. Or to the type of food you eat. Either either way you look at it. Grits. I've actually got a grit. Anyway. (laughs) Me neither. So thanks, Miss Hopper, if you're listening for coming on the podcast. Definitely. And then one more thing before we go. So our announcements for this episode are basically, well, please rate this and subscribe, but also check out our website for the normal url way um, we have a series we've told you guys a lot about called podcast logs it's about what it's like to have a podcast through an entertaining fun way yes and we also have profiles and everyone interview so you can see what they look like get a little bit more about them maybe look check their website out and learn a little bit more but the biggest news is that we have merch and you can come and pre-order it. So I have no idea when this episode will release upon recording time. So, But, yeah, we, we're pre-ordering. You can pre-order our merch. We have awesome sweatshirts, T-shirts with the Aiming for the Moon logo, um, and even stickers, three-inch by three-inch stickers that you can put. Pretty much anywhere. Somewhere, yeah. Somewhere. But the the sweatshirts are so comfy. The T-shirts are so cute and They're unisex, so they're not just for girls. But they're so awesome. I would definitely go check that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty much all. So, obviously, write, subscribe, do all that stuff that they tell you to. And don't forget, set your sights high. And aim for the men. Thanks for listening.